This is Fred Stoller. You may know me from Seinfeld, Dumb and Dumber, Get Off the Phone, Everybody Loves Raymond. It's 2021. Get off that goddamn phone. You know what I did? I'm going to rent a movie. I'm not going to rewind it. That's why I love this podcast. You are listening to Massive Late Fee with Mike and Mark. Oh, yeah. I used to just uh, return videos and not rewind them. Screw that late fee. Yeah. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to Massive Lafey. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mike. How are you doing, Mike? Not too bad. And yourself? Good. We've had a good week here. Uh, we jo- if you didn't listen last week, we were joined by Colin last week, who talked all about his days as a uh, uh, clown porn person. I don't know. To- I don't know how to say it. Clown pornographer, but he's not not making the movies, I don't think. Maybe he is. I don't know. What did you think of that conversation, Mike? It was interesting. My wife uh, usually listens to the show with my oldest daughter, who is 15 years old, and <laughs> on their drive. And I forgot to warn her. <laughs> she started listening to it. <laughs> and Carol said, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> said maybe maybe not appropriate and uh then she asked me later i was like yeah it was a good call good call carol yeah i forget sometimes that uh you know little children might listen to this uh but don't let your kids listen to the, our show also real quick i guess i should i don't know why it took me so long to figure this out but i figured this out for i i started a patreon for retro late fee we, of course, have our Patreon for Massive Late Fee. On both of them, if you're a patron, you can get a, uh, and join them. If you're not if you're not a patron, join both of them. Uh, you can, but on then you can get an exclusive feed to the show. So whenever I post something, you know, I'll post like a day or two early uh, each episode, you can copy that link from Patreon and then just paste it in Apple Podcasts, you can do Spotify, um, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. Any app you listen to podcasts, there's a way. They, there it varies from, you know, app to app. But there's a way that you can click edit or add, and then it'll say add a show with the URL, and you just paste that URL in, and then it's in your feed, just like you're subscribed to it. So anytime it gets posted, so you can listen to the early feed right on your app. So do that. I mean, uh Get this show early because you, sometimes you just can't wait, right? I know, yep. I, I know, I can't wait to record it, Mike. Yeah. So join Patreon, and uh, you know, help us out. Help us out in the back end there. Speaking of helping us out, Mike, what have you done? <laughs> what have you done this week? What uh, anything interesting come up this week for you? Not really a lot. Uh, we went to the one of the local malls, the bigger one, um, you know, up mm-hmm. in Auburn Hill. Yep. Uh, it was crazy because, like, there's a line for everything now, like, except for, like, the really big stores, like, you enter the mall through. Like, it was basically, like, you have to wait, like, 15 minutes to get into any single store you want to go into. Wow. Yeah, people are starting to go back to shopping, and I think everyone wants to uh, to crowd in there, huh? I mean, they've been doing this for a while. We've been there before during the pandemic thing, but it's just kind of, you know, interesting that, you know, it's still like these big long lines. And I think a lot of people were out there to spend their, you know, stimulus checks and that sort of thing. So, you know, it was actually 
busier uh, this weekend than it was like not long before Christmas. So that's like how packed the parking lot was. I forgot about that. I wonder if the casinos are open. I bet you a bunch of people are at the casinos <laughs> with their stimulus check. I think they are open. Well, well, good for them. So the casinos are making money off that stimulus check. You can be damn sure of that. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was I was going to say something, but then I just lost all will. <laughs> um. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting notifications from YouTube. Mike, uh I watched this YouTube video. It's very very quick YouTube video. Uh it's about Frank Sinatra and Quincy Jones. It's uh, the so if you if you want to look it up, it's like 40 seconds long. It's called Quincy Jones describes how tough Frank Sinatra was against racism. And then it's a video you can hardly hear anything from cuz it's the worst. It's like it's taped with a flip phone off of a standard deaf TV. I, I don't really understand Jeez. it, but uh, somebody commented on here. Basically, it's like how Frank, like Quincy Jones and the band were playing, and, you know, they're like, hey, you can't go through this way. You got to go through the back. You can't, you know, sleep here. You got to sleep at the Black Hotel, and Frank Sinatra was like, fuck yourself. They're sleeping next to me. Um, but That's brisk. That's right. <laughs> but... Uh, Somebody said, leave us not forget, in the 70s, he invited Malcolm X and Martin Luther King to join the Rat Pack. And my, Ooh, I, my at least two things wrong with that. My response to that was, he was a little late. Because <laughs> they were both dead in the 70s. So, uh, yes. so I'm not sure exactly what the hell that guy's talking about. But that's... How, why would you want them in? Why would you want them in the Rat Pack? They're 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 both known for being a lot of fun. Yeah, let's come come smoke and drink and womanize with us. Come on, guys! Uh, Malcolm X is like, oh no, we're gonna go to that uh, that protest. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I guess we have to do that now. Could you imagine Dean Belly? <laughs> no, come on, Malcolm. We ain't, we ain't go. We ain't gonna fly all the way to that protest. Uh, uh, Dean, don't you do a, a voice of, of the Kingfish from uh, Amos and Andy, one of the most racist impersonations I've ever heard? We really want to be part of your group, you fuck. Um, I love Dean Martin. But tell us more about that Nation of Islam. How do we join? <laughs> you got to be kooky to be in that Nation of Islam there. Um, anyway, so that, uh, that comment's got a ton of likes. But the other thing that I wanted to mention, which also has to do with my cell phone, like, I don't know if you're prone to playing uh, video video games on your cellular telephone or not, but I'll play some Pinochle. Not really. I'll play Pinochle or Spades or Hearts, stuff like that, on my cell phone. Strip poker. Uh, sometimes, well, actually, that's kind of what this has to do with, right? So there's ads in between, like, because I play a lot of card games online, like I said, so... Uh, in between each hand, basically, there's an ad, which is kind of annoying, but and it's the same ads all the time. Lately, I don't know why, the ads that are being shown on the, the Spades app is for a game called King's Throne, and they are, like, I don't even... <laughs> these ads are ridiculous. So, there's, like... It's, okay, it, Ostensibly, I guess the the game is supposed to be about like you're a king and you're looking for a queen or something like that. I don't know. I haven't played the game, but 
they're one of the ads is girls they're animated but like large breasted girls just bouncing up and down while techno music plays in the background you know like in king arthur's court <laughs> and then there's another one with a woman holding a cat uh, one of these like soon to be queens or whatever holding a cat and she says uh, master your pussy has awaited your return all night oh heavens and i'm like oh okay so it's a so it's a game for incels apparently yeah, I don't know. It's weird that um, I, I think there's quite a bit of people, like, you know, obviously all men, uh, who are, like, attracted to cartoons. Yeah. I don't know that I could ever, I mean, uh, I mean, as far as cartoon females I find attractive, maybe Velma from Scooby-Doo, just because I like that she's kind of, like, you know, brainy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's more about that's more about her she's personality. She's got some big old titties, too. <laughs> well, Linda, what's her name? Linda Cardellini? I think that's who played her in the... Does not. The live, yes. the live action version. I, uh, I find her attractive. It's so weird, because I was actually talking about this to my wife the other day. Uh, if like, I don't know how, but the subject of Roger Rabbit came up and I said to her, I'm like, I'm, I'm not one of those people that's attracted to cartoons. Like I know there's pornography and stuff out there of cartoons and stuff like that. And that's, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to kink shame anybody. I don't care if it's anybody else's bag. It's just not my bag. But, um, but the first time I saw Jessica Rabbit and I was probably like, I don't know, 11 or something like that. I was like, okay, wow. You know? Like that, uh, they did a really good job uh, uh, drawing her. But yeah, um, of course, James from the Weekly Planet is uh, incredibly infatuated with uh, the Maid Marian Fox from the Fox version of of Robin Hood. Or what about uh, Gadget from Chippendales Rescue Rangers? Mm, I don't remember. I don't remember her. It's a mouse. Oh, okay. What about uh, that one? The bunny rabbit from uh, the Space Jam movie is uh, I don't I'm not I've never seen Space Jam actually. Is it like just like uh, Bugs Bunny's like standard like female rabbit? Yeah. Or yeah, it's I don't it's, know what her name is. I really don't know. Is it sexy? For, sexy for Bugs Rabbit. I don't know what her name is either. So are you saying that uh, you ever uh, thought that Bugs Bunny Bunny was attractive when he dressed up like a woman? <laughs> classic um let's see bugs bunny girlfriend lola lola bunny her name is lola Mm. yeah she's uh you know in that movie she's got the the hair i guess i don't know or like i've heard people say um what's her name people huh yeah the actually specifically the pitch meeting guy ryan george Talk about, and I, it's funny because I never, and again, I'm not trying to be like, oh, I'm better than you or anything. It's just not my bag, and I never noticed this. But what's her name? Elastigirl from uh, from um, The Incredibles. The Incredibles? Yeah, when he, oh, did the, when he did the pitch meeting for The Incredibles, he was like, yeah, we're going to make her real thick or something like that. And the, the guy's like, really? Why? Like, or how much? And he's like, enough to make people uncomfortable. And so. <laughs> It's, uh, it's apparently like she's a big one too that that people find attractive as cartoons. Betty Boop huh. was it back in the back in the day where there were there guys that were like now that's a woman Betty Boop. 
You see, I was thinking about this the other day. Like, I remember, like, as recently as, like, the 90s, like, women were getting, like, Betty Boop tattoos. It's like, what the fuck? I've maybe seen one Betty Boop cartoon ever in my entire life, and it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a Betty Boop cartoon that wasn't filled with blackface. Yeah, I don't even, I, I, I don't even remember what happened in this cartoon, but it was just, like, you know, I was young, and, like, I think maybe my aunt had, like, a video of, like, older cartoons, and that was mm-hmm. on it, and it was just, like, I don't get the appeal of this at all. Yeah. I sat down to a Betty Boop cartoon, and I was like, mm, casual racism, which we all ignore. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, Betty Boop's old as fuck. Um, I think, was it Eartha Kitts, maybe, that did that Santa baby version thing in like, the Betty Boop voice or whatever? I guess. I don't know. I don't remember who the singer was. I think it might have been her. I don't know who voiced Betty Boop either. But that's, yeah, that's, it's weird now that I think about it, but that must have been, that must have been like a sex sells kind of thing, because it's a kid's cartoon. Like, is there any reason for her to be in a low-cut shirt and to, 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 to uh, they're talking like that, you know? I mean, was it a kid's cartoon? I don't really know. Well, that's a good question, I guess. Was there, were there Fred Willards of the time going to movie theaters just destroying the backs of uh, chairs at Betty Boop? Uh, Right. Cartoons. I don't know. I already uh, he had a professional upholsterer uh, by his side at all times, just in case he <laughs> needed to go get get it out, get the poison out, as he says. Said. Uh, we joke, but we love the great Fred Willard. I don't care if you masturbate in a movie. Yeah, he's theater. okay. I mean, as long as it's not. Yeah, I mean, as long as as long as it's like there's a splash zone, we can see world. Right. As long as it's not like. Uh, you know, Jurassic Park or something like that. If you're in an adult theater, I mean, it's kind of expected, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, come on. did you? Did, did people like if, when they were a child say, "I want to be a police officer so I could go stop people from whacking off in movie theaters <laughs> that are there to whack off, and everybody else knows"? I mean, right. again, that's not for me, but it's just like, really, that's what what crime is happening here? Yeah, I don't get it either. It's got to be known that that happens there. I mean, I've never been to one, and I know of this. Yeah. I don't do I guess this is maybe an ignorant question, because I'm sure they probably do. But do they have, like, in Detroit, do they have any? I don't even know. Um, I haven't, like, gone down to, like, a, a concert venue there for probably, um, actually, it's not true, maybe a couple of years ago. But, like, when I used to, when I was younger, and I go all the time, I don't know, I think it was my friend Matt and I where we were in the car, and, like, they had a thing that said Adult Arcade, which we were joking about, like, you know, like, adult video game names. Right. Right. And so I go, you know, like, uh, you know, we just like Cuntra was one of them, that kind of stuff. <laughs> and then, and then, our, then our, uh, our our friend who was with us, uh, who will remain nameless, uh, said, Super Mario Brothers. And then he, like, there was like a way too long pause. He goes, uh, who are gay? He's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that's all they had to it. But I, I don't remember why I saw this, but apparently Adult Arcade actually is like a term for like those um, where they play, I think it's where they play movies, like, you know, when you put like a coin or whatever in there. Oh, okay. I don't know if it's that or like, I, I mean, do they actually have the thing like where the, there's a lady in there and like the panel comes down? I've seen it in movies, but I've never, I've been to yeah, New York. I saw it on the show Millennium, but I've, I've never I've, seen I've, it. I've been to New York, but I never, I never, I think I went to New York after like all that shit was cleaned up. So I don't know. Yeah, I, same, same thing here. I, I went when I was like 16 or 18, so what were we doing then? And it was like, it was, you know, all, like I think, uh, oddly enough, uh, Giuliani was responsible for a lot of that. Yeah. There's some other things he's been responsible for lately. 
Yeah, let's avoid that. I'm <laughs> way over all that. Not to get political, Mike. I don't want to get political on here, but no. stuff did happen like right the day before our episode came out, which obviously happened after we recorded the episode. So it's not that we ignored, um, you know, the uh, the thing that happened, but we just uh, just didn't want to. Uh, I, I, you know, I we didn't want to like uh, make a disclaimer or anything. It's just one of those See, things. I'm reading this, and I'm still not sure whether or not Betty Boop was for adults or for children. Because I always thought, like, the Flintstones or the Jetsons were, like, one of the first cartoons for uh, kids, you know? Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, I, I, I can't tell by looking at this. You know, obviously, like, the uh, Simpsons is for adults, uh, right. kind of. Yeah. Futurama can be for adults. Futurama is definitely for adults in oh, a lot of cases. Absolutely. But, yeah, I have no idea if, she's, uh, if she was meant for children or not. Apparently, she was initially a poodle. Like oh. an anthropomorphic poodle. Where would we have gone as a society if that had, if that, if that had happened? If that had been allowed to continue. Then there'd be furries every. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah. I uh, I don't know. Family Guy is uh, another one that's for um, ages 15 to 23, I guess. 15 to 16? Yeah, there you go. Oh, it's like um it's those you can you can tell that you don't really want to hang out with somebody when they're still talking about family guy all the time if they're like 30. Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, that's cool, buddy. Um no offense. It's like it's like people that still talk about like people that still quote like old school or um what's another one? Like there's something about Mary all the time. I mean, every once in a while is fine, but all the time. Right. Yeah, I don't know. You and I don't quote old movies ever. That's not our bag, baby. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Is there anything coming up that... Now, obviously, the entertainment industry has been grind to a halt because of um, COVID-19. And now it's starting to maybe pick back up a little bit. Is there anything that's coming up that you're looking forward to? No, not that I've seen. I've you know I've seen there's movies coming out, etc. None of them appeal to me. I know that you're not going to care about it at all in any way. But in four days, or I guess, uh, yeah, when the the day this comes out, um, WandaVision is coming out, which is a, a TV show on Disney Plus about. The Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff, and The Vision. So I'm excited about that. It's one of the only ones from the Marvel thing that I'm excited about. Um, That's good. Other than that, there's there's a movie with Jared Leto. um, (laughs) uh, Denzel Washington and Remy Malek. That's coming out to HBO Go. Well, it's coming out in movie. It's one of those. It's one of those ones that Warner Brothers is is releasing simultaneously. So it's coming out to theaters, and it's also simultaneously coming out to HBO Go. And it looks interesting. It's about. I think Jared Leto is maybe supposed to be a serial killer, or maybe he's not because they arrest him for pick. Like they think that he's used his car to pick up women and kill them, put them in in his trunk and stuff like that. But then 
it's they're like at one point in the trailer the guy's like he knows about he knows every detail about the crime but he was miles away when it happened so like he has an alibi where he wasn't anywhere near any of the murders but he knows the details of them somehow so then i don't know exactly where it goes from there it reminded me reminded me a little of true detective sort of but it's a movie Huh. Isn't that like that Stephen King thing was like the outsider kind of like that? I don't know. I haven't read that book yet or seen that uh, show. Yeah. I think from what I read, that's kind of what it's like. Uh, what's the other thing too? I'm trying to think there was one other thing that I was like, Oh, I'm kind of looking forward to this, but I don't know. I don't remember anymore. The last thing I watched, the last thing of any note was the last thing that we talked about was the Wonder Woman movie, which was shit. Yeah, I've only heard a couple of people talk about it, but they did not say kind things about it. No, it's no good. Um, I don't know. Have you seen anything lately? That uh, Anything old or new? Anything streaming? trying to think um let's see uh i know my wife started watching that pin 15 show i think it's on netflix she said she likes it oh, okay. um i haven't watched it though um i don't really think i've seen anything new recently i've just watched older stuff you know a lot of like uh always sunny in philadelphia that kind of stuff yeah. um the x-files a bit uh i know we don't talk about sports that much in general but uh oh my gosh with uh the national title game is on tonight as i'm sure you know yeah it's Alabama versus Ohio State. Who do, who the hell do you root for? Oh, I know. That's like Hitler and Mussolini facing off in uh, a battle to the death. Obviously, you, I mean, obviously, it's not that it's not that bad. Obviously, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, I, I can't think of anybody who likes uh, Alabama that isn't from Alabama. Mm-hmm. I mean, just locally, Ohio State's like our sworn enemy. So, I mean, you know, we can't we can't get behind them. I really don't know who I dislike more, and I'm so sick of them too. So sick of both Ohio of them. State, yeah, and Alabama, yeah. It, and it's so like, it, what a weird year! Like Alabama's twelve and zero, Ohio State's seven and zero, and in the in the title game because you know obviously lots of games got canceled, teams you know had breakouts of COVID nineteen and, and stuff like that. You know it, that's not their fault, obviously, but it's just been such a weird year. I guess Ohio State did show in that last game that they deserved to be in the title game. But um, I don't know. I just <sighs> when when will Alabama ever not be one of the top three teams in the country? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I mean it's uh it's uh pretty astounding. But I mean at the same time, I mean just I, they're not likable to me. At no, least. no. It's like you know, it's like the Yankees back in the day, or the 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 Red Sox too. After they started to win a little bit. <laughs> Some people liked them because they you know they're plucky, you know, we've we've we haven't won in a hundred years attitude, but then they won a couple World Series and they start getting insufferable. Um or even like the Patriots and stuff like that, like it's it gets those teams just great on your nerves. Yeah. Yeah, the Patriots are another great example. The Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, oh, for sure. Any any team LeBron James is on just because they're frequently, you know, in the playoffs constantly. Yeah. Yeah, he's a, a talented NBAer. Do you think that? Do you think that of all the all the players? I don't know how much you follow the NBA, but do you think of all the players in the NBA right now? 
that LeBron James is the one that could play in the most eras. Like the 80s, the 60s, the, you know, as the game has changed and developed and everything over the years, do you think he's the one that's most suited to play in the most, uh, to be to be successful in the most eras? I would probably disagree. I mean, uh, well, I would say Steph Curry, just because he has like a long range shot, but I mean, the defense was a lot more aggressive, you know, certain periods. Yeah. And a lot of people give like LeBron shit or whatever, you know, because he's like the focus of the NBA. But I mean, that's for a reason. You know, if you look at his stats, he's, you know, he's consistently like at the best each year at like most of the major, you know, mm-hmm. statistical categories. And I mean, you know, his all time records are probably going to outpace Jordan at a certain time because I mean, just, I mean, honestly, just nutrition these days alone will add a couple years, if not more, to your career. And I mean, if you're already like a phenomenal athlete, you know, I mean, adding that to it. He could be in the league for 20 years. And he got in there, like, one of the last people to be in there when he was, like, 18. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. he's probably the same age as us or younger. I don't even know how old he is. I think he's about – I think he's about our age. He might be a year younger than me. He might be about your age. Um, I'll look that up. I think think LeBron would be pretty successful in in pretty much any era. But I think maybe – uh, I think maybe Chris Paul might be the one that um, he's thirty six. Okay, yes, he's a little young, a little younger than us. He's still got a he's still got a little ways to go. Uh, probably with his career, he's got another four or five sure. years. Um, yeah, if not more. I mean, that's when he, that's probably just about when he starts to you know go downhill. Right. But yeah, I think Chris Paul might actually uh, be the one that that you could put in basically any era, and he would. Um, you know, he'd still be he'd still be good. Basically, you know, he'd still be as successful as he is in this era. I think his game translates to to a, a more rough and tumble game and a more finesse game. Because in the six, you know, in the fifties and the sixties, it was very much finesse too. Yeah, I mean, that's like before they invented dunking. <laughs> right. Exactly. It started to get tougher in the like the late seventies, and then. So basically the entire eighties was an early nineties, early to mid-ish nineties were, um, you know, was like def- defense and, and very, you know, hand checking and a lot of, um, a lot of intense, uh, you know, like rules that don't exist anymore, basically. Um, and now it's gotten more finesse. So uh, some guys our age will you know, like kind of fall in love with like the idea of, Man, the NBA was so much better, like, you know, when I was growing up because it was tough and everything. And it's like, you know, you're entitled yeah, to I, you're entitled to your opinion, but like note note that that's not the norm. <laughs> like it was it was pretty much a finesse game before that era, then that era happened, and it's been a finesse game ever since then. So that was that was the anomaly, was was that era. Yeah. I feel, and I was actually watching uh, this Antiques Roadshow show today, mm-hmm. and they had like uh, one of the things was like a program from like a nineteen or eighteen eighty five game of the Chicago Cubs. Oh, nice! Well, then I'm looking, and I'm like, you know, I, I, mean, I could go back to eighteen eighty five and make a team, right? <laughs> well, that's just because I mean, I think you know, athletes just keep getting better and better. I mean, you know, their mm-hmm. better diets. I mean, they start training and being directed in the best sport for their body type at a young age. I mean, you know, yeah. you get people like, you know, LeBron, like who, like, you know, like he was like probably being recruited by private schools when he was like fifth or sixth grade, you know? Oh yeah. And then, you know, the NBA was already scouting him out. I mean, I mean, like I, I always, I mean, obviously he's an exception. The average like college athlete shouldn't, you know, say 
fuck that degree. But I mean, if you're if there's a chance or that you're projected to go in the first round, I'd say just you could always go back to school. You yep. can't like, you know, go back to a professional sport. I mean, let's I mean, people the same people who say you should finish college. I mean, people I mean, let's be honest, people go to college for a degree to get a job. I mean, if you get a great job, you know, without a degree, what do you need college for? Mm hmm. Well, that's I mean, the thing. It's, I mean, people most people can't afford to go to it for leisure. You know, I mean, I'd love to go and study certain subjects, but I mean, there's just no you know financial advantage to doing so. And it's the only. It's the only because I think it's so high profile. It's the only time where that dynamic exists, where people feel like they should voice their opinions on what other people should do uh, as far as their college versus career goes. Because there are. You know, there are supermodels and actors and actresses that, you know, skip skip college and from an early age, they go right into it. And maybe they go back to college college later, um, you know, and no one's telling uh, no one's telling them, oh, you know, you should go to college. You shouldn't be doing that Victoria Secrets spread. You know, you should be going to uh, to college and getting your degree in case it doesn't work out. And, and in, in a less glamorous setting, nobody's telling like uh like a journeyman electrician uh, that's making whatever, I don't know, $25, $30, $40 an hour. Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. You should go to you should go to college. You should get a degree. But they feel like that they should tell uh athletes that in 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 when you're in a sport, your body is everything. Kind of like being a supermodel. You you have a limited amount of time to perform at the top of your level. Injuries happen, uh, you know, de- decline your, your decline with age happens. Uh, you, there's a, a whole ton of things that can happen. I've never uh, begrudged somebody if they if, it, if it's within the rules for them to go pro and they're going to get a good payday, go and get your payday. You know, like you said, you can always go back to college, um, but take your shot when your shot's there. And if you're going in the top three, as you know, in the NFL or the NBA or whatever, leave school early, get drafted in the top three, and you know, try your hand. And generally, people know about where you're going to get drafted, so it's not as big of a risk as it might seem. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, my point is, uh, yeah, people. I mean, as nutrition gets better and people are selecting, there's. I mean, I feel that every year you're getting a better athlete than the one before. There's yep. obviously anomalies like but on the average player like you know jordan like was way ahead of his time like he could probably come to the league now and still be a star you know mm-hmm. or like wilt chamberlain even more so i mean wilt chamberlain like it's like he like invented the sport of basketball for the other people who are already playing it i mean he would score like 50 points regularly you know i mean it just wasn't hard for wilt chamberlain but i mean on average i mean you know you might have the average player now might be as good as wilt chamberlain was back in the 60s you know yeah well it's like it's like the argument with babe ruth right like how good would Babe Ruth be if he started today? And he's obviously the best of that era, probably. Uh, at least as yeah. far as as far as a hitter goes and everything, he's probably the best of that era. Would he be the best today? You know, same nutrition that he had back then. Not you know, we're not giving him the advantage of like going through it all again, but just like in his prime, put him there. He'd make a team for sure, and he'd probably be good. I don't know if he'd be the best though. Just because he has limitations. Yeah, but then say you take the same like athletic ability and then give him the nutrition, you know, from like, oh, yes. junior high, you start putting him on, you know, the right diet and exercise plan. I mean, yeah, 
I mean, how good is he now, though? That's that's really an interesting question. I don't think there's any way to possibly tell. I mean, right. it's just kind of an interesting. And then, of course, with Babe Ruth and all those guys in that exact area, you have to say, well, we're like, you know, half the athletes playing in baseball aren't even allowed to play in the same game as you. So, I mean, exactly. You have, you know, Babe Ruth, but did he ever face Satchel Page when Satchel? I mean, I don't know if mm-hmm. they're, I think they're about the same era, like the 20s. Similarly, 30s, yeah. So I think Satchel Page actually did come to the, the major leagues when he was like, you know, like super old. Like they joked that he was like 100, but he was like an advanced age, you know, when he finally came to the major leagues. Yeah, I think he was like 46 or something like that, or 48. Like he pitched. Yeah, and he was still decent. He pitched until he was like 54 or something like that. And, and that's, you know, when they used to pitch like, uh, like every second day or something. Twelve innings. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like at the seventh at seventh inning stretch, they'd go eat a steak real quick and get back on the mound. Exactly. But yeah, that's the thing is like he, uh, you know, or in Mickey Mantle's case, uh, drink a fucking pint of gin. Oh, for sure. But yeah, Babe Ruth never had to face black uh, any black players. Really, he never had to play face Hispanic players. <laughs> like, I mean, there's a lot of players that might have been really good that he never played against. Yeah, so then you have to worry, wonder if someone like Ken Griffey Jr. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to say uh, Barry Bonds just because he was so clearly using drugs. But, yeah. I mean, at the same time, how do I know Ken Griffey Jr. wasn't? I mean, everybody in that era, might, it might have been like cycling when Lance Armstrong was winning. You know, everybody yeah. was using something. So you kind of have to judge them, you know, assume that they're all using something, except for Frank Thomas, and then right. judge by there. Right. Frank Thomas was just on that, uh, what was that, uh, Emergent Tea or whatever the hell he's selling now. Yeah, emergency is fine. Uh, yeah, it's just a testosterone thing. Um, if your testosterone is completely blown out by not taking steroids, well, I think that just happens. That's, that's kind of a, yeah, but that's kind of ironic too, because like you know, one thing about steroids, from what I understand, is that they do like kind of like fuck up your testosterone. So a lot of people like need testosterone therapy after it. No, is this the advertising a product that you know gives you back your testosterone? Right. Which might be useful to people who are, who are on steroids at one point. Oh my goodness! Um, but yeah, that 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 era of baseball was obviously incredibly dirty. I don't know if I don't know and if the, Ken, and the funnest, right? I don't know if Ken Griffey Jr. did or not, but um, man, he he Ken Griffey Jr. had the best swing I've ever seen in my life, though. Yeah, it was like it. He put so little effort into it; it was insane. It was just like a, a piece of art to watch. You yeah, know? just a beautiful swing. And from the left side, obviously, the left-handed swing just looks better. Yeah, I guess. I don't know why that is, but it just does. Um, unless you're talking about Prince Fielder, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I wonder if uh, if Prince Fielder weighs more than because I bet Babe Ruth probably weighed like 180 pounds. Like, you know, looking right. through, like, the lens of, like, you know, yeah. back to, like, look at this Look at this fat ass. <laughs> I've seen something like that before where it was, like, uh, it was, like, a, a fat man in a freak show, like, in, like, 1929. And mm-hmm. they put the picture next to a police officer. <laughs> and the police officer was way bigger. Oh, uh, look at this fat, disgusting lard. He's 202 pounds. <laughs> right? I mean, he's seven, but that's too much. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> um... Yeah, it is. It is. That is weird. Like, uh, imagine. So, like, I think Taft was our fattest president, right? And he was like three hundred and fifty pounds, and that was, um, you know, that was like early nineteen hundred. So that's, I mean, that that was he. He must have been like just epically huge back then. 
And that must have taken a lot of effort back then because, you know, they had mostly real unprocessed foods. So what the fuck is this guy eating? Right. Seriously. That would be like if one of those like Guinness Book of, of Record fat people or so, like one of the fat people from like my uh, my 800 pound life or whatever became president. Yeah, like, like you expect him to have a twin brother riding an identical motorcycle <laughs> while wearing the same outfit Ex- next to him. Exactly. And that dude became president. Oh, I wonder how. What was Taft's? What was not to get political? I guess. But what was? Didn't have a, what was you know, Taft's? I'm more of a Hoover man myself, but. <laughs> Teapot dome my ass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I imagine that they uh, they didn't see them as much back then. They probably just like you know even more like right. they're like yeah he sounds he sounds good. Yeah, which, but, which probably is a true. better way to do it. Just reading like his, you know, stuff. I mean, I doubt the reporters back then at least are going. You should see how fucking fat this guy is. <laughs> right, that's true. Like even as even as recently as um as FDR, they it wasn't widely known that he really couldn't walk. Um, and uh, you know, he probably. Well, I think he stood up in the movie Pearl Harbor. That's true. He did. <laughs> he tries to do a fucking dance in that movie. He stood up to um. To uh, what's his name? Uh, not Chevy Chase. Stan Aykroyd. He stood up to Dan Aykroyd and said, "Give me some Crystal Head vodka." <laughs> um, let's see. <laughs> I'm trying to look up what what William Howard Taft's platform was. The new fr- uh, made out of cement or steel, right? Um, he called for social insurance programs, the reduction of an eight-hour workday. And robust federal regulation of the economy. Huh. Huh. Oh, wait, no, that was Roosevelt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That was because they, uh, because he ran against Roosevelt and Wilson when he lost. And um, that's, uh, that was Teddy Roosevelt's. uh, Rebel Wilson? Yeah, Rebel Wilson. (laughs) Rebel Wilson was running on the platform of, guys, don't I look in the shoes? No, the platform of, uh, I used to not make a big deal about my weight, but now that I've lost all this weight, oh my God, do I look so much better? Yeah. Uh, Rebel Wilson's uh, platform was um, uh, being in that movie Pain and Gain where she she is hitting on, uh, what's his name, Anthony Mackie. uh, Dwight Yoakam. Talking about his raisinets and wanting to lick them and stuff like that. And she's supposed to be a medical professional in that movie. I've never seen that movie. That mo- what is I, it about? I, I haven't seen it either, but that movie is still- it sounds like the title of a uh, uh, The Rock movie, Pain and Gain. Like it's him and like uh, Kevin Hart and their detectives. Uh, the Rock's in it with Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> Almost, I was so close. <laughs> and Tony Shalhoub's in it too. It's based uh, apparently on a real. Did he go through a divorce or something? Yeah, no kidding. Uh, he needed some money to pay alimony. Yeah, um, that fucking monk money. It, uh, it's based on a real story of these guys that worked at a gym. Uh, these like body the Barbarian builders. Brothers. Yeah, exactly. Is this based on the Barbarian Brothers? They were gym owners who started making their own movies. No, they they kidnapped Tony Shalhoub, who's this like billionaire or whatever, and try to ransom him for uh, for money because they want to get money. And then uh, there's, I guess, there's a lot of like. They they spiral down into like drug use and uh, a guy somebody actually gets killed and and it's it's this like tragic true story but Michael Bay made this 
movie out of it. Oh no! And it's just oh, we, a we have, fucking we to, embarrassment. We have, we have to do an audio track for this. We should. Yes, we should definitely do this one. Uh, Is it on anything? Do you know? Uh, let me look. Pain and Gain. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg. So, is this a comedy? Uh, I think it's supposed to be like a dark comedy. Oh, because uh, Mark Wahlberg and uh, The Rock are known for their nuance. I think that. Um, I know Matthew Broderick's got an election, but you know who would be better? The fucking Rock. I, I think that Michael Bay is a big fan of the Coen brothers. I, so uh, Matthew Broderick has killed more people. Cause I, yeah, that's true. That's right, with uh, Jennifer Grey as an accomplice. Or I guess she was just in the car. But um, it looks like it's on Amazon, so we both have that. Yeah, we have that. That sounds fun. Nice. And also terrible. Yeah, that'll be great. Ugh. We're going to bail out pretty early to that movie, like 15 <laughs> minutes. I'm going to say, oh, go, oh, keep going. I'll be right back. Yeah, my... <laughs> Got yep. the shit off my computer. Come back right at the end. Did I miss anything? Actually, um, no, you didn't. That would, yeah, that would be my response too. One day, Narc. was it called Narc? Narc? Or, it was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, Narc with um, what's his name, Ray Liotta, right? And Jason Patrick, who I played cards with at one time. And Patrick Duffy. No, <laughs> he plays Pat- the Narc. Oh, Patrick. Is Patrick Duffy really in that movie? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe I'd, not. I have no idea. Uh, Patrick Duffy from Dallas and then the worst TV show ever made. Uh, step by Step. Oh, that is not the worst TV show ever made. I hate Step Show so much. Yeah, that's not great. I mean, uh, I've seen much worse shows. I did see one time when I was doing when I used to do the dumpster diving videos. I watched a show called Whoops, which was there was a nuclear war and like these five people or whatever were the aftermath of it, and it was a comedy. They were trying to keep together, and they were being attacked by um, stop motion animation <laughs> monsters. Oh no! It wasn't good. But yeah, step by step, I hate. I, I mean, I mean, what's it called? Uh, shit, what's that? Uh, Small Wonder is easily way worse than that. Mm. Yeah, I did do an episode of that too. It's not. That's not good either. Or uh, Uncle Buck, the TV show. Which one? <laughs> the one with that Kevin uh, one guy. Kevin, Kevin Meany. That's not right. Right. Dead or gay, Kevin Meany. Both. Yeah, unfortunately. Rest in peace, Kevin Meany. What did he die of? I think it was like a heart thing, maybe? Mm, William Howard Taft disease. Jeez. He wasn't that big, Kevin Meany. He wasn't like Ralphie May or... or um, No. Or that one guy. Who's, who's the one guy, the one comedian that was like... Um, he talked about how he would go to an all-you-could-eat sushi place, and the guy was like, uh, you don't come here anymore. You eat all the food, you know, and that stuff. Jeez, I don't, I'm, I don't support that in any way. <laughs> well, that was that was the eighties, right? That was allowed. No, I, I don't, I don't know which one you're talking about. It's not, that's not uh, Ralphie May. No, this was, yeah, this was probably like, like late eighties, like the heyday of when stand-up com- comedy was first like becoming mainstream. 
I can't remember the he the guy had black hair. You know, his big big dude, obviously, um, because that was his stick. His stick was talking about how big he was. Um, I can't I can't remember his uh, his name anymore. Earthquake. Sure, maybe it was that guy that always said hamburger. <laughs> nice. Hamburger, I think is his name. It was Vince Champ. Oh, man. All right. Well, that is our show for the week. Uh, like I said, check out our Patreon. Massive, uh, Patreon slash Massive Late Fee. Patreon slash ret- Retro Late Fee. Uh, if you're a fan of Retro Late Fee, check it out. You can get those exclusive feeds, early episodes. Uh, other than that, uh, I don't know. Tell us, Tell us what you think. What do you think is the most racist thing, uh, Betty Boop or that 80s comedian I just talked about? Yeah, or you for doing the accent you know better. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, we'll see you next time. Bye. See you next time.